0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. Imagine if I talked like that, (laughs) those radio guys. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome to the Verzi Effect podcast show, everybody. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, November 16th, 2017. You guys are listening to episode 331, this December 7th, I would be doing the show, Jesus, 8 years, oh my god, I think I, wait a minute, 8 or 7, I'm sorry, I think this December 7th, I've been doing the show 7 years, excuse me, not 8, pretty sure, anyway, you're listening to 331 of the Verzi Effect Podcast, how the hell are you, Patreon subscribers, you already got a new one out, and uh, it was an amazing story about what happened, because me and Bobby Kelly did a great one, didn't take, but then you got a little bit of Bobby Kelly and I explaining what happened, um, I also, um, I, I'm not going to go into the Louis C.K. thing on this podcast, but I did give my opinion, and my thoughts on it on the Patreon, um, you know, that's kind of inside, some inside stuff, but not nothing that I knew, but just my opinion, I don't want to keep harping on it, or talking about it, uh, so, if you want to hear that, you can go to Patreon, subscribe for as little as $3 a month, um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, an unfortunate thing all the way around, um, you guys are also gonna get some more Patreon coming up, but you can listen to it, and, uh, if you're a subscriber, you already know the deal, what's going on over there, I do thank you guys so much for that, but, on today's regular main show here of the Verzi Effect Installment three thirty one. I have a very good one for you. A lot of stuff to talk about. A lots have happened. Uh, a lot of things have happened. Uh, I had a birthday. I uh, enjoyed my birthday. I'm going to talk about that. Talk about what I did on my birthday. I'm going to talk about how men are hated. How we're all pigs. We're all pieces of shit trash. We're all awful. Men in comedy are terrible. We're going to talk about all those articles being written, everybody, because that's what's happening. I do have a movie that uh, I saw that I will review. We have a lot of stuff to talk about with sports, with my Knicks playing well, stuff going on with the Yankees, stuff going on with the Giants. Uh, I may need some major surgery on my back. Well, not major, but surgery on my back. We'll talk about that stuff. We'll talk about uh, real friends and bullshit friends on social media. Uh, my unacceptable. Of course, you're unacceptable. So uh, that's it. We got a full-packed show for you uh, today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy TVE episode 331. Got a lot of shows coming up in November. The rest of November into December, I will be on stage a lot working on some new material that I'm happy with. So that's good. Um, everything is good, been sober, uh, a little tired, sober, uh, for, uh, a few days now. Joe Bartnick is coming up to the house today, so that's not gonna help my cause, that's for sure, um, but, there you have it. So, anyway, sit back, relax, wherever you may be, car, cubicle, home, working out, getting ready to listen to the um, TVE, oh, and we got the trailer, I can't put it out yet, we got a trailer, should I let, should I do that, should I do that for my podcast listeners, play the trailer of my special on the show, I don't know if I'm able to do that, I gotta ask, you know what, I'm gonna call and ask my manager right now on the phone with you guys here, right now. Okay, so I'm literally calling my manager, Crystal, and she's going to give me the answer. And if she says yes, then I'll do it. Come on, Crystal. Come on, she's not going to answer. Damn it. I need you to answer the phone. Isn't that the worst when you want to do something spontaneous? And it would have been... You have reached the voicemail uh, box of 347. Shit. Sorry about that. I got to ask her. Uh, I'm going to tell her I need to talk to her for one minute and to call me. Uh, right now, I'm going to say need to talk one minute for... Literally 30 seconds, 30 seconds, need you for literally 30 seconds, call me, all right, so, if she calls back, I will ask her, and if she says yes, I will play, um, the trailer to the special, which I'm not gonna lie, people are really liking and going nuts for, I'm really excited about it, so, uh... Yeah, I think, uh, I think you guys, but she may say no because it's not, you know, she may say no, and if she says no, I have to oblige because she's my manager, she has my best interests at hand, and let's be honest, uh, I'm the talent and she's the business. Um. Alright, so anyways, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Uh, if I am able to do that, we will do it. Let's get into the show right now. But first, of course, as always, the Versi Effect Podcast has to shout out the amazing sponsors of the show. The Versi Effect Podcast is sponsored by Chassis. Chassis for men, one of my favorite products, a product that I cannot do without. If you guys listen to the show, you know how passionate I am about it. Not only do you guys know how passionate about it, but the people that have listened to me and have actually used the powder are hitting me up, telling me how much they love it. Chassis is a premium body powder for men, okay, for the downstairs parts, for the, you know, they, they say it, it's man care for down there. Um, it is a powder that you basically put down on your... Uh, On your balls, so to speak. I don't know how else to say it, but it's a premium body powder that has a special hydro shield technology uh, so that the powder provides all-day protection, which it does, against sweat, chafing, and odor. Uh, It also, chassis, contains no talc, no aluminum, no parabens, no menthol. It's just a fine powder. That's amazing. It goes a long way. One bottle can get you three to four months. Uh, I'm still on a bottle for, I think, three and a half months now. Uh, I use it every day. Um, sometimes when I travel, I can't take it because the airlines don't, you know, will take a certain amount of, obviously, powder. Um, but every time I use it, every time I'm home, I get out of the shower, I use it, and it is unbelievably uh, a different... It's a game changer. And they got a shower primer, they got all the lotion, it's it's the best. It's the best product uh, that I've ever used, and I'm not joking, it's the best product I've ever used for something like that. Um... If you use powder and you put it on your balls and you think it's going to make your balls smell good and be dry, maybe it does. But I can promise you this. It does not do it the way Chassis does it. I absolutely promise you that. Try Chassis. Get a bottle. You can get it at ChassisForMen.com or get it on Amazon. Chassis is spelled C-H-A-S-S-I-S. Okay, that is C-H-A-S-S-I-S. Uh, So get it at ChassisForMen.com or get it on Amazon. It will be a great holiday gift. A great, great stocking stuffer to give people this holiday season. The gift of dry, beautiful, scented, soft, powdery balls that you can fondle with pride. Um, (laughs) that is me saying that. That is not on their uh, product, so don't yell at me. Um... But you could definitely check it out, and uh, you could also check out a video that um, Kenny Main and um, Fred McGriff did uh, about it, but it's a great product, and I know that you guys will, uh, will like it, so check it out and get your bottle today. Also, City Living Dog, guys, go to City Living Dog and Coach Mike. Check out City Living Dog and all of his online clips. He is an amazing dog trainer. He's coming here soon to help Lloyd with a couple other things. Lloyd's been okay. Lloyd's been better. A couple things he needs to work on: the walking a little bit. He's you know gets he's a smart dog. He gets out of line. He thinks he can, thinks he can you know walk that line and and kind of scoot over a little bit when he uh, thinks he when he when he wants to when he pleases. Not going to happen. Coach Mike is the guy to come and straighten it out. He's helped out Verzi affect people before uh, with dog issues, and uh, he will continue to do so. So. Check him out on Twitter, on his Facebook Live, on his YouTube channel, uh, City Living Dog and Coach Mike. Check him out. And also, guys, of course, All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite comedy podcasts, your favorite comedy albums, your your favorite comedy content that's going out there. They're doing TV shows. They're doing all kinds of content on there. And uh, they produced my special which will be the first special produced by All Things Comedy, which I am honored uh, by. So check them out at allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. It is out of the way. Those are the sponsors. They're the best. And um, here we go. Away we go, everybody. I just had a birthday. I just had a birthday. And what a birthday I had. Um, honestly, I could honestly say when I woke up, I was like, all right, this is going to be like another birthday. It's just going to be like another fucking birthday. And when, when it's your birthday, you're like, oh, it's my birthday. And then you get texts and you get messages and people are cool about it. But then it just goes away. Um, and by the way, if, if you people who have birthdays look at your Facebook, you, you look at your online, okay? Look at your social media, I should say. Now, it's your birthday You're looking at your online social media and you're getting a flood of happy birthdays. Have a great one. Hope it's the best day ever. Love you, your mom, your your sister, you know, friends, people you haven't seen from high school, people that you see at work all the time. Happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. Oh, we're going to celebrate tonight. There is a distinct difference, everybody, a clear difference Of who gives a shit and who doesn't. Here's who gives a shit. The people who say, happy birthday. Hope you have a great day thinking of you today. Great. Okay. Happy birthday. Have a good one. Fine. Happy birthday. Hope it's a great one. Fine. Then you start getting a little shorter. Happy birthday. Okay. They're thinking about it. They took the time enough to write happy birthday. All of those people go in the good column. All of those people go in the friend column and thinking about you. Here are the pieces of shit that aren't your real friends. (laughs) Okay? It's these abbreviated assholes. It's these, the worst is HB. Okay? If somebody puts HB, it might as well say, I could give a fuck, we were never friends. It's more insulting. I would rather you just say you forgot when you see me. You say, oh, man, happy belated. I saw people online. I'm sorry. I would rather that. I would respect that more than HB, okay, or, like, happy B-day or HB-day. Uh, dash day. It's all bullshit. You could give a shit about somebody if you just hold shift and put HB and you're done with it. There is no care. It's like when somebody cooks for you but they don't put all the ingredients in because they just want you to fucking eat and be happy and shut up. It's the difference when they love you and they put the seasoning and they put all the extra stuff and the garnishes and they actually make the plate a nice presentation. Those are the people that give a shit, not these HB. Oh, my God, why am I wasting my time with you? That's what it says. It might as well say, listen, I don't care about you and you know it, but I kind of got to do this. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but I had a great one. I really did. I had, um, I had a really good one, and um, I'll tell you about my day. We went. My wife had a plan. We went to the Army game, the Army football game at West Point, which is uh not far from us, and uh, they were playing Duke, and it was Veterans Day, so it was nuts, man. They had this gigantic flag cover the entire field. Uh, they had a woman singing all the songs for America. They had cannons going off. It was actually beautiful. It was amazing. We had an amazing time. All the soldiers and cadets were going nuts. Um, Army beat Duke 21-16. to 16. Literally didn't pass the ball more than once. They literally just ran it down Duke's throat the whole game. They couldn't stop it, so they just kept giving it to the running back, and they just ran. But we had a good time. Kids were good. Um, well, here's the unacceptable. Getting in and out of West Point for a football game when it's sold out. You got to get on buses. We waited an hour and a half, like an hour to get back in the cold. The game was great. The seats were great. Getting there was a clusterfuck. They didn't know what they were doing. That should be my unacceptable. That's my unacceptable. Um, my unacceptable for the week is when you go there and you park, you have, to, you have to go like a bus takes you up this hill to the stadium. But it was so packed. So they're taking hun- hundreds and thousands of people on these buses and you're waiting. But it's just disorganized. They're like, it just didn't matter like what corner of the campus or the street you were on. i like, oh, just run. People were like running to different sides of the street just to get an empty bus. Buses didn't know where the fuck they were going. People on the radio were like, oh, we never had this happen before. We got to get this bus over here. It was a shit show. It was actually the only bad thing about it. And then getting out of there in the cold, you're standing there waiting 40 minutes to get on a bus and then another 30 minutes to get to your car and then traffic on the way out. So that's that was the unacceptable disorganization of it. But being there for my birthday was great. Then we go to a sushi dinner with the kids. Then we have a babysitter come over so me and my wife can go to a movie, which we saw a movie, and I'll do the movie review at the end of the program. So, uh, yeah, it it was a great birthday. Woke up at 9.30 in the morning and literally went in my bedroom after the movie, got home, babysitter leaves, got in our bedroom, when we walked in the bedroom, and I started like, getting undressed to hop in bed, the clock struck 12, and it was no longer my birthday, and I laid down, and I was like, that was a great fucking day, so, there you go, um, it, it was, it was a great day, and, uh, I will get into, like I said, the movie of that again, I mean, yeah, the movie at the end again, so, let's, before I get into the hatred of how awful straight white men are. How, how awful men are. That's what we're going to do. We're just talking about how fucking terrible we are. How we're all pieces of shit. We're going to talk about that too. Alright. Just the worst. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Um, but first, I will give you my other unacceptable. And then I will read your guys' unacceptables. Which shouldn't be much because we did a whole, whole bunch last week. Now. Me and Bobby Kelly did an amazing podcast. I'm not going to get into it because you could listen to the whole story on Patreon, okay? And for as little as $3, guys. $3 a month, you're getting more content. You're getting some videos, you're getting pictures, you're getting more. And it's all coming, but there's there's like I said, there's been an issue with GarageBand on my phone. I got the new iPhone 8 Plus. I'll give you the abbreviated version of what happened, and this goes into my unacceptable. I got this great phone eight plus. It's got, I mean, it's got literally a built-in studio. I could have like music intros just by hitting a button where I don't need to even do anything fancy. It just hits a button and I start. I could literally do that. I have a handheld studio. Like I might even try to just get this quick like sound effect. And then my voice comes on just to see how, if it's cool or not. Like I have the capability in the palm of my hands to do this. So I was excited about it. And, um, I'm on Garage Band recording and Bobby's there and he's a tech guy and he's got this survival bag and we start talking about camping and survival and it was supposed to be a five minute interview and it turned into a 45 something minute epic podcast and then it didn't record and I was devastated and you could hear that whole story and it was because I didn't have it on the right setting. The, un- the point is everybody, the unacceptable for the week is yours truly, Paul Verzi, the host of this show. Uh... Does not know what the fuck he's doing technology-wise with new things. It always takes me forever. And then once I get it, I get it. But all this new technology, I cannot keep up with it. Uh, My knowledge of it, or should I say lack thereof, is unacceptable. I will get better. I will talk to any Indian friends I know. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm not saying that to be stereotypical. For some reason, they just get it. I don't know why. I just... People are... People are truly gift, gifted with certain things. They're blessed. Asians with numbers, Indians with technology, you know, Italians with food. Um, I don't know. You just, there's a reason there's stereotypes, but these are what people are good at. This is why people are good at things because they just know it. I don't know the technology when it keeps getting new. And I'm good with most, but with the shit that I have to do, with my job, with podcasts, now you can do everything from a handheld. The easier it gets, the more things you need to know. Like when it's bigger and more thing, like I could sit down on my laptop, plug the mic in. Go to the settings. Do all that. I figured that out. Now they're like, no, you don't need any of that. You don't need a microphone. You don't need a computer. Just get your phone. But you just got to put it to this setting and that setting. And the iPhone has so many options. I don't know what I'm doing. But it's my bad. I did a 45-minute brilliant podcast with Bobby Kelly to the point where we were crying. And I think people I think people would have put it online. It was so funny. And we only got the first eight seconds of it. Absolutely unacceptable. On me, my bad. All right. Um, absolutely on me and my bed. Now, here we go. Let's go to your guys' unacceptable. This is from Shannon. And Shannon says, acceptable. The Make-A-Wish Foundation amount of awesomeness that was bestowed upon the Shakespeare of shit. Lock you and Bartnick in a plush cigar room full of huge televisions, playing sports and big pattern of Italian meats for days, yet another reason why the horsemen are number one, Shannon, you, just, you filled my heart with joy right there, you are a pleasure, um, and I appreciate that, that, uh, Just that description of the plush cigar room with the huge television screens with sports and the Italian meats. And then she put for days and she capitalized days. Okay, this is a caring giver here. This is a carer. This is, uh, yeah, so that is so awesome. But yes, Kelly, people were very um, into the Kelly uh, Meyer, uh, you know, Doing that, hanging with us, and getting to see that. I swear to God, like I said, I wish you guys saw his face when he walked in the door and Aaron Rodgers was standing there. It was fucking, he went from just like casually walking up the steps. And you could tell he was still like, oh, this is cool, because he's going to see some comedians he knows and likes. But then he just got fucking blush red and was just like, what the fuck is going on? And standing next to them, Bill and Aaron Rodgers, and then me and Bartnick, and then all the people in a circle, and then just walking into that was, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. And then getting to hang, so, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that, and that's all true, that story, the VIP party, and all that shit. Uh, but thank you, Shannon. Um, you rule. All right. Let's go. Let's see. Here we go. Uh This is another one about Kelly. Kelly, you're stealing you're stealing a section of the show, buddy. This is from Anthony. I think Anthony, this might be a first timer. I haven't seen this name. And Anthony says Kelly Meyer question mark Hi Paul. Thought this issue that came up at work today was a bit Kelly Meyer-esque. What do you think, unaccept, hashtag unacceptable, hashtag shitstorm devastation, sorry if it's too much, have a good one, and it is a picture, oh my god, that's gross, oh, (coughs) oh my god, dude, (coughs) Jesus, what the fuck, the first part of it, oh my god, dude, I have to lie to myself and tell me that's chocolate or candy, this toilet bowl has shit, like, coming down the side of it, but then there's clumps of it on this floor, Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. Holy shit, dude. Woof. What the fuck was that? All right. All right. Thank you. What? That was the grossest thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, everybody. I literally almost just threw up during the show. Woof. I didn't expect that. It was a picture. It was a picture when I originally opened the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I originally, opened, I got to take a sip of water here. Jesus. Oh. It was a, um, picture of a toilet and not even on the actual ring of the bowl, but like the front. The front porcelain just had sh- like brown stuff oozing off of it, but then when you open it, there's like clumps of like whatever it is, shit, I guess, at the foot of the of the thing. And just the way that I saw it got me, got me a little, wow. Um, I guess thank you. <laughs> I guess, I guess thank you for that, Anthony. I don't know what to say. You made me throw up on my own. That would have been a first. That would have been a Verzi effect first. Um. Me puking during the show. Come on, Crystal, call me back here. Oh, she's doing something until like two thirty. She said, "That's right." All right, never mind. That's not going to happen. Um, here we go. Fuck it. If I don't hear from him, I just do it anyway. What the hell is this? Okay, found this funny. This is from Saren. Okay. Uh, let's see. What this says, hi Paul, saw this shop close to uh, Leicester Square, opposite a bakery, nothing wrong with it, if that's your thing, just weird seeing it out in the open, where kids with their parents are shopping, and it's a picture, it's a picture of three guys, oh, it's like a bondage place. And it's like three guys, I don't know if they're gay, but like strap, like leather, gloves. Like these like ripped guys. I don't know, is it a gay store or it's called Mr. B? And there's all these like straps and leather things. Uh, Jesus. All right. (laughs) like those, you know, like those, like those gay leather sailor hats and leather straps and it's across. All right, so it's basically across the street. Oh, and then there's one with a woman with the (laughs) mask. (laughs) <laughs> it says latex, leather, uh, steel, vinyl. Oh, So it's one of those, like, I guess, what was it was s like the dominatrix shit shops. But there's one with, like, a fucking leather ski mask. And then these guys, and then the other one is just, uh... No, don't send... I just hit fucking send that to my drive by accident. That's all my wife needs to see, open up and see some fucking jock strap and leather straps. But no, I swear to God, I fucking... That is funny. That it's across from a bakery. And, uh, you rarely see gay guys in, like, leather like that, just fat and out of shape. They're always just fucking in great shape. Uh, (laughs) but I guess you don't want to see, like, a fat bondage expo. (laughs) Uh, so thank you, uh, Saren. I guess not. Anthony and Saren, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know the fucking images that are gonna now be in my fucking head. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, this is from Mark. First time open mic. Mark says, uh, hey, Paul, writing in again from Australia. Been tuning into the show for a while now and always wanted to try stand up for myself. Finally, I got together enough material, uh, and flow to try out an open mic. Long story short, my bit went really good. Nice. Nice. Okay, my, why the fuck, what is this? Okay, um, long story short, my bit went really good. And I, have mate- uh, and I have material and plans to do two more this month at different venues. After the show, I hung out shooting the shit with all the other open micers, some new, some that have been doing it a while. I had a great night and think I found a good crowd. Now, here is my unacceptable. My slot was early, so I had a good... Uh, tight 30 people crowd, which was good for my first open mic. But after uh, a few more sets, they had half the, uh, they had a halftime break and about half the crowd left. And all the great open micers that went after the break that made me laugh my ass off only had a smaller room. Hold on. Let me try to finish, like make that make sense. Um, so you had a good 30 people there. And then at the halftime break, which is weird. I hate when comedy does that. The crowd, uh, half the crowd left. And all the great open micers that went after the break that made me laugh my ass off only had a... Okay, so basically some good comics went on to half a room because of the break. Got it. Lock these early levers in a cage until after the show to support these guys that deserve it. On a side note, I was listening to Bill's show... And your show that gave me the push and drive to get up for the first time. So for all uh, your help and motivation so far, I would like to thank you. I hope to see you and Bill someday. Cheers, Mark. Well, Mark, congratulations to you. That's a great job. Getting up there and doing your first open mic is a huge, huge step It is something so many people want to try to do. It is something so many people dream to do and either don't have the balls or the confidence or whatever. And, you know, um, so the fact, regardless of whatever happens, and I hope you have a great, long comedy career, you find a love and it's something you want to do, or at least it's something you do, even if you don't do it long-term. Put it this way, whether you do it long-term or hobby, just enjoy it and uh, have fun with it and and keep writing and creating and, and you'll get better. Um... As far as the crowd leaving, dude, I got to be honest with you though, Mark. I don't know if you could really blame people who just sat through open micers who really aren't good already yet. And I'm just being honest. All right? You're not watching great... I'm sure some of them are great. I'm sure there's... But if you're doing open mics, you're at a point where you're still not really fully developed or have a voice yet. I would imagine. Or at least 90% of them wouldn't. I would imagine. Unless Australia is different and fucking open micers are like all brilliant. I don't know. But... If you guys haven't found a voice yet and you're new and somebody did suit through the first half, maybe they're going to be like, hey, let's stay here for the first half, but then I got to get out of here. I don't necessarily think that's the unacceptable here. I think the unacceptable here is that there is a halftime break, okay? That's never good for comedy. It really is not. I don't know why, you know, other other countries do it. I know they do it in Europe. I know they do it in England. I haven't been out there, but I've heard um they do this thing where a couple comedians then there's like a smoke intermission and then you go back I've done some shows uh out here in the state you know in the states and out here in New York where there've been intermissions it's just never good it just takes your mind off a of comedy for a second you start talking about what you saw this and that you have a drink you have a smoke then you go back and sit down again I just think it just ruins the continuity is that the right way to say it I guess the, yeah it's just it just ruins the flow so I hear what you're saying, but I never liked the idea of a break in stand-up, or or comedy for that matter. You know, I get it with a play, I get it, you just, you know, the play is different, there's different acts, they gotta do backdrops, they gotta do different scenes, they gotta fucking put in a whole new um, setting and all that stuff, but for stand-up, it's just a mic and an audience, sit there, you're gonna sit there and laugh for an hour and a half, sit there and laugh for an hour and a half, it shouldn't be broken up, Um, but again... This is really not about that. This is about you doing what you did. Congratulations to you. I'm glad that myself and Bill's podcast can make uh, somebody do stand-up if that's what they always wanted to do. And for anybody else listening to this, do that shit. Stop being a bitch if you want to do it. Just go. right five minutes. Doesn't matter if it sucks. Just go out there. Say a funny premise. See where it takes you. You know, know it like the back of your hand and, and have fun with it. Or don't know it like the back of your hand. Go up and try it and see what happens. Doesn't matter. Either way, you did something. And you'll feel amazing after you do it follow your dreams guys. All right, that's it for the unacceptable, right? Is that it? Yeah. Uh Wow, we're going we're doing good now. 32 minutes. We still got half a show left everybody. Got half a show left here. Um I got to see something here. I got to see if I can play my fucking uh coming attraction. My coming attraction. My trailer for you guys. Uh I'm going to see that right now. All right. I had to take a pause from the show and see if I could do it. And I still don't have an answer yet. So I can't play this shit because this is some shit that like executives are looking at right now. And it would only be audio for you guys. But I can't take that chance and have, you know, the last thing I need is that shit. So I will let you guys know if it's not on this one. Maybe I'll play it for you on the next one. But I can promise you guys this. Um, The special looks great. It sounds great uh, people are really excited, uh, I hope it goes well, knock on wood, I'm cautiously optimistic, but, uh, visually and everybody, amazing, you know, comedians have seen it, amazing, legendary comedians have seen it, and was just like, you know, looks great, really funny, and, and, uh, so I'm excited, so if I can play the trailer for you, I will, and thank you guys all for your support, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's coming, you guys are gonna be seeing it, so, all right, um, Guys, there was a couple things on Facebook here that uh, is really disgusting and despicable and uh, fucking. I don't even know the words, but you know some of these fucking things, and and the fact that some of them were written by men is just so ridiculous. Um, hold on, look, I could. I'm just gonna type in "men are awful" and see what comes up. Yeah, men are trash. Okay, so here, here, here's an article. Here's an article. Uh, this is just so ridiculous. What does this say? Yeah, there's a group. Oh, the group has been disabled. Men are trash was a group on um, on Facebook. Um, what was the other one? Men in comedy are awful. Is that that's one? I gotta, I gotta. Come on, where is it? This was this was one of the most ridiculous, like ridiculous things I've ever seen. And just like the headline, I didn't even, I I couldn't even read or get past, but all of these things that are just like, men are the worst, men are this, men, um, an article, why men in comedy are just awful and trash. And it's just so fucking broad, and such a general statement, and so ridiculous, and the fact that some of these fucking dudes are just trying to fucking act like men are so bad, because, you know, they're trying to get laid, you know, they're trying to be like the, hey ladies, I'm in your corner, it's awful what's going on, if anybody doesn't know that sexual harassment, treating a woman like shit, using your power over her is, is, is bad, then they're a piece of shit, to put everybody in the category of just that, it's, it's so... Fu- it, it Actually, it doesn't even deserve a response. I shouldn't even be talking about it. But it's coming out more and more. And just so you guys know, because a lot of people don't know this, so I'm going to make this f- perfectly clear. Okay? I'm going to make this perfectly clear. Here's what's going on. And by no stretch of the imagination am I complaining. I'm not complaining at all. I am not complaining. You know? I know exactly what I'm doing, and, and I'm... Very, very, you know, I've been very fortunate in my career. I love the path that, you know, that I chose um, in my career and and everything that I get to dictate and just put, you know, I care about putting out good content. That's all I care about. I care about putting good content out. I care about being good. I want to be great. I want to be a master of my craft and I want people to see me and go, wow. You know, not only is that guy funny, but the guy gets funnier and funnier every time. He really cares about what he does. I care about my fans. I care about building up my podcast so you guys could, you know, have more content and laugh and have a show that you guys like to listen to that helps you get through your shit. All of that. I'm not complaining. But it is a fact that networks and people are saying, please don't hire white men. Please don't hire straight white men. Straight white men are the problem a lot of things now, now I'm not saying all executives are saying that but there is like a, a thing now on TV where they just kind of don't want us and that's fine whatever just get undeniable until they make you want, until they have to want you that's fine I've never had a problem with that um, I could deal with that I can deal with oh now they want this now it's kind of skewed more towards women I could deal with that I could deal with that if women had a hard time fine then that's you know they fucking if you're funny enough but make it about funny that's what it should be it should be about funny it should be about who fucking deserves the job um, you know, and, uh, Noam from the Comedy seller was talking about that, where people are like, oh, you know, that one guy was like, you don't have gays, you don't have women, he's like, yes, I do, come on my show, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and he proved the guy wrong, and, uh, he actually fucking killed the guy, and he goes, you know, um, I do, but it shouldn't be about that, it should be about know, who the funniest is, okay, let me ask you something, if there's fucking four female comedians, okay, if there's four female comedians, and, there's four male comedians. Okay? And four male comedians are all funnier than the four female comedians. I even understand one of the females getting on the show because they'll take the funniest one and you need to mix it up a little bit. I get that. But other than that, and that's still a stretch, the four who's funnier should go. So, the women Get either fucking as funny or funnier to get on the show or shut the fuck up and stop using your sex as a goddamn excuse because you're not fucking good enough and you're not funny enough. And what's happening now is all of these awful things is sexual harassment and I get it. It's awful. The misconduct is awful. It's awful to put anybody in a bad situation. I already talked about what I think about, you know, the punishment and the crime and if it fits on my Patreon. So you could go take a fucking good listen to that, because I already talked about that with the Louis C.K. thing. So you could listen to that, okay? And I know a lot of things about this business and about certain situations, and I can tell you that there's a very, very big difference. Somebody, this was an article that was written that I really do agree with that said there's a difference between being a creep and a pervert and a fucking predator. But that's... You could listen to my Patreon for that. Alright? Cat, not now. I'm in the middle of something. My cat's knocking on the door. It's not gonna happen right now. I'm in the middle of something. I'm a little fired up right now. I could deal with all that shit. I could deal with, Hey, dude, right now, you know, a lot of white dudes out there. The numbers are... A lot of you guys were just trying to fucking change things up a little bit. Even though it's annoying. Even though maybe it's not fair. That's fine. Life isn't fair. Every job isn't fair. Every job has politics. Every job has certain things they need to do. That's fine. But what I can't sit and take and what I won't sit and take is these sexual harassment things making every man a piece of shit. Every man in comedy is awful. Every man in comedy is trash. Really? Really? So all the fucking guys that don't hang out at the bars that try to get laid, and even those guys are fine. You know, yeah, don't pull out your dick. How about that? Don't grab a girl by her fucking chest. Don't grab a girl's ass when she doesn't want you to. How about that? Act like a human being and act your age, okay? You know, you can't act like some fucking drunk frat boy trying to get laid by the same sorority house you always go to and you do something fucking stupid then. And even then, it's fucking wrong. When you're older and you're out, there's a certain way to behave, Okay? There's a certain way to fucking behave. And you either have that control or you don't. And if you don't, you should be fucking smacked in the face, metaphorically, whatever, wh- however that is. Okay? But these people that go out there, they fucking, they're, 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 to, to just put them all in a, yeah, all men. And, but what's sickening is some of the guys trying to agree with this. These over-politically correct, bitchy fucking cunts that are just trying to fucking be the whole, like, women need us, and we're there, and I'm there for them, and this is terrible, fellas, we're awful, you know we're all pieces of shit, fuck you, okay, that's ridiculous, it's sickening, it's disgusting, and quite frankly, it's dangerous, it's actually dangerous to do that to somebody, All right, and to put everybody under this umbrella, It's the same thing that groups that are fucking discriminated against don't want. When there's a couple of bad seeds and a couple of bad apples, you're like, ah, well, that's them. You know that. You know? It's the same thing. It's like, yeah, some guys are pieces of shit. Some guys are sexual deviants. Some guys are creeps. Some guys are perverts. Some guys are fucking rapists. Some guys are straight-up predators that should be behind bars. I agree with all that, but not all of us, okay? And and the, this jumping of the bandwagon to better your shitty career because you can't get on stage, you don't have a fucking hour. When's the last time you went on stage and you fucking held it down and you crushed for 45 minutes to a fucking hour? Look yourself in the mirror and ask that question, you bitch. Instead of sitting there going, I'm going to write a blog today and maybe a big-name comedian's going to comment about it, even if it's negative, they're going to know who I am because I fucking suck and I have no talent. And my drama teacher in high school, you know you know, was right maybe, or lied to me, whatever the fuck they told you, I can't take it, you know, I, I laughed at it, I said something, I was like, oh, this thing doesn't even deserve, this thing doesn't even deserve a response, but then again, and again, and everybody's jumping on it, it's like, it's so crazy, it's so crazy, the actual article title was, why all men in comedy are just awful or trash. And, and f- people were like, comment, it's like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you fuckers something else. I bet, and I hope I'm wrong, but don't think that this shit doesn't happen the other way, okay? I'm sure it happens the other way, okay? Woman grabs a guy's dick, slaps a guy's ass. When those stories come out, what's going to happen? Okay? I won't say, yeah, all these women in comedy, they're just trash, they're doing that. No. You would say, no, there's a couple of fucking people that don't know how to control themselves and that's what they do. And you got to keep it to an isolated incident. That's what you have to do. That's what smart people do. They keep it to an isolated incident. Okay? That's what it is. Not all cops fucking, not all cops kill black people when they pull them over. They don't. Okay. Is it a problem in the country for a while? Yes. Is it a problem now? Yes. Do some cops discriminate and treat African Americans worse than white people? Yes. Do all of them? No. Are there some really good cops who treat everybody equally? Yes. Pay attention and look at it that way. You small-minded, generalized dummies. I can't handle it. Why all men in comedy are trash? Really? Really, I'm fucking trash? I'm trash, yeah. I go home, I do my job, I go home, I come home to my fucking kids, you know? Come home to my wife, you know? Yeah, have I stayed out and drank and hung out? Yeah. Do I do anything stupid? No. The only thing stupid I would have ever done in my life or career would fucking have a couple of drinks and find out when I'm good enough to drive. And I'd never take that fucking chance. I have. I'll be the first to admit, there have been some times where I was out, I had a couple of beers, and uh, I thought I was fine, and I waited, I waited an hour or so, and I went to the diner and I ate, and was I fine to drive? Yes. Legally, breathalyzer, would something be close? Maybe. And there were a couple times I did that, and I looked myself in the mirror, and I said, you know what, dude, you got too much to fucking lose, you're not doing it anymore, okay? That's it. You're not doing it anymore, and that's it, okay? Okay. Other than doing that a couple of times in my fucking career. And I don't need to justify this. I don't need to sit here and tell you people if I'm a good person, if I'm a good husband or father. I I know who I am and I don't need to say it. But when I read things like, why all men in comedy are this, you know. I don't think you can find somebody that I didn't treat with fucking respect. So don't put me in that because that puts me in that. You know that don't don't put other people that that puts other people in that that are good people. I know amazing comedians that are good husbands, good fathers or good bachelors that just hang out and they have their boundaries and they know what the fuck they're doing. So I don't want to hear this shit because you're some talentless fucking weak person who has to hide behind your writing because that's all you can do is write because you can't get out there and do it. So you got to sit there in your little fucking room and, you, you know, get all excited about the controversial little article that you're going to fucking write. And you know, all of these fucking papers are going to eat it up right now. So you could send it and they're going to publish it because they're all fucking scared and they jump on the fucking bandwagon. Nobody does any fucking research. Fuck out of here. And I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I swear to God, I'm in a good mood. This shit, that shit just drove me nuts. We're all so, we're all so terrible. All right. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. But I did kind of mean to do it because it needed to be said. Here's what I love. You know what I love? I love, and the more that I get older, and I'm really being serious about this. I'm not even trying to be funny. The more I get older. And the more I experience people and the more I experience the world and the more I travel um, and I guess evolve as a human being, the more I love smart people. I love smart people. I love down to earth people. I really do. I love somebody who I really do. And I'll be honest, I'm, bi- I'm definitely more biased towards towards centrists. I am. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Um, And I could find and smell out a phony. Somebody who says they're a centrist, you could smell out if they're really not, if they're this way or they're that way. The majority of the people that you meet are one way. As much as they say that they're not, they're one way. That's why 3% of people are like registered independents or like 3% of the vote, I should say, 3% of the vote goes to... 3% 3% of the vote goes to the independent. <laughs> now, maybe that's because it's a bad candidate, and I know that there's more than 3% people that register that way, but, um, you know, you could tell. I'll give you an example. Okay, today I was, uh, and this is getting off topic a little bit, but I, I just love the down-to-earth person that I can speak to that's smart. I love talking to a woman who was like, like, some of the women, and it was really nice, some even female comedians saw that article about men, and everything, and, and they were like, this is such horseshit, such trash, these guys are great, it's like, it's so nice and refreshing to hear a woman actually understand that, and stick up for it, you know, and, and say, yeah, no, this guy's a great guy, or this guy, like, you know, I love, or, or even, even a male saying things are politically too correct, I love when both people understand and get what's happening, um, but, you know, you guys know that the political bumper sticker is just something that I can't handle. I can't handle it. I cannot handle a political bumper sticker. I actually look at the person as less. If you have a bumper sticker with your candidate's thing on it, that means you're so... It, I, it truly is, and I hate to say this because I have a family member who has one or had one. It's a sign of not being smart, I believe. I believe that. Because it means you're not listening to anybody. Uh, I'm sorry if you have a political bumper sticker and you listen to this thing. Just hear me out. Maybe you're not dumber. I'm sorry. It's just the initial thing I get is, oh, this person can't be talked to. Because you're going to put a sticker on your automobile. It's pretty hard to get those things off. You're going to put a sticker on your automobile where you travel everywhere to let somebody know your stance. It's egotistical. It's fucking dumb. It's just... So today, anyway... I go to my favorite breakfast spot and I get my breakfast and I get my coffee at this nice country place up up in the country here where I live. And this lady pulls in and she pulls in in her Volkswagen, her little Volkswagen hatchback and she's got a sign, a big sign on the back of her car that says Hillary. Now, all right, I'm not going to judge her. I mean, I don't like the bumper sticker but maybe she's a very nice lady. Gets out, short haircut, white hair, Dressed very vermont if that makes sense. You know, very vermont Like she's got stock in a Ben and Jerry's. She's got the Vermonti type shoes. And she's got the vermont type, you know, winter socks. It just annoys the shit out of me. And her dumb pants. And they have tip jars. They have tip jars at this place. And they always do like a fun kind of tip jar thing. Uh, so they'll be like, uh, college tuition, admit or reject. Totally joking for the employees that work there. Kind of a joke. Either way, all the money's going to them. But it's like, oh, am I going to be funny and put it in the like, no, like reject them. Don't let them in that college. Or I'm going to be the nice guy. Oh, admit them. That's cute. That type of thing. So they always have two with funny things on them. So today, Mrs. Hillary walks in and she's in front of me. And I looked at her to smile. I did. I looked at her to smile because I just wanted to see the type of person she was, okay? Certain types of people. When you make eye contact with a stranger, maybe I'm nuts, and I am nuts, but I just have these things. I'm a nice guy, okay? Some would say overly nice. My wife would say overly nice, okay? Definitely my wife will tell you one thing about me that she definitely tell you, that I'm too laid back. Fine, I'm a laid back guy. But I make eye contact with somebody, all right, hold on. This is my wife calling right now. Hold on. Hey, I'm in the middle of the podcast right now, and you're on speakerphone. Oh. All right, I'll call me later. Hey, I got a question for you on the show, okay? Okay. Would you say that I'm too nice or too laid back or both? You're too laid back as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm too laid back. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you're too nice. All right, well, you don't have to fucking. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. All right, so there you have it. So um, there you go. That was that was on cue. That worked. Now, if my fucking manager calls me back, but yeah, I'm, I'm too laid back. But when I look at somebody in the eyes, and they look at me in the eyes, I'll give a nice, just a smirk, a smile. Hey, how you doing? Don't worry about me. I'm a nice guy. Hope you're having a good day. I'll smile at you. You smile at me. Hey, hope you enjoy the paper. Enjoy your coffee. See you later. That type of thing. And all that is said in just one little smile, one little nod. She looked over, and she just didn't give it. She just had that. She was a a cunt. That's what she was. That's what she was. That's why she still rocks a Hillary Clinton thing, okay? I've always said Hillary Clinton has cunt face. Whether she was great or not, she looks like a cunt. She really does. She's got the haircut. She's got the face, the stupid high cheekbones, the fake smile. Hillary Clinton looks like that. This woman you know, on the same page. That's why she's still rocking it. I'm sorry. And I don't mean to be disrespectful. I know it's a horrible word, but some people look like certain things. And that's the only word that I could come up with. All right. What do you want me to say? She looks like a pain in the ass. She looks like she could be difficult. She looks like she's fake. Well, that all falls under the C word as far as I'm concerned. And then she's sitting there and she just like assertively took a dollar out today. And today's theme was left or right. Now, I didn't know, and it didn't seem like they wanted to be political. It seemed like it was just left or right. You know, take it from the left jar, take it from the right jar. That's how I took it. I didn't think they were trying to do a political thing. I really didn't. Okay? And she just, like, adamantly took this dollar and put it where it said left. And now I really don't like her. Because now I know this woman can't be talked to. Um, <laughs> I know that seems like a generalization. That's just how I took it. Um, the point of what I'm saying is I love people that, like, I guess the point I'm trying to make is if I tried to tell that lady that Hillary Clinton really was the reason why Donald Trump won and Hillary Clinton wasn't like the best candidate and here's the reasons why, all she would have done instead of saying, that's right, you're right, and that is, what she would have done is she would have been like, well, look at this guy, and blah, 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 I can't believe it, blah, 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 marching off. I'm going back to Vermont. That's what she would have done. Um... Now, by no means do I know if she talks like that, if that's what her voice is. But that's what I got out of it. Um, And smart people will listen and talk. And that's what I love. So I do love, all the way circling back to what I was saying, I love that people would see that article and go, not all guys are bad. But I just think it's irresponsible and awful for two things. One, for somebody to write such a statement saying all men in comedy, why all men in comedy are trash or awful or whatever it was. There was two, one calling us awful and one calling us trash. Um, number one, why somebody would write that, and number two, why it would be published and why it would be online. It's just sickening and somebody needs to look at that and just say this is a trashy thing. There is no way anybody in their right mind could look at a headline and say why all women suck and why all men suck and take it seriously. And the fact that it does get published and taken seriously, even by a fraction of the people, is an absolute disgrace. There you go. I'm done. I'm done with that section. Hope you agreed. If you didn't, I don't care. It's my show. How about that? Get your own podcast that you've been doing for seven years and have 100,000 people listening a week or whatever it is. Get your own listeners in Croatia and Australia and Japan and New Zealand and the States and Canada and Great Britain. Get your people and you do your show and you do it that way. This is the way I'm doing my show. All right? How about that? I'm on fire, everybody. I don't know. Anyway. I'm going to probably have to have back surgery. I'm going tomorrow, but this has been a problem in my back for 20 years. It's been a herniated disc on my lower back, and uh, we are going to see if I'm going to get some high-tech procedure. And the high-tech procedure, I'm going to go talk to my doctor, Dr. Mann. Dr. Mann was the guy that put the steroid needle, or gave me the doctor to put the steroid needle in my neck, which shrunk the disc and took pressure off the nerve in my neck, and it's helped me a lot, especially down my right arm. I had this herniation since 1997 and now I think it's bad where I can really walk on my left leg without pain. So I'm going to find out they go in with like this, what looks almost like a, a little thinner than like a regular straw and they drill a hole and they put it in and then like these little clamps come out of it and it just pulls out the uh, herniation and then they just sew you right back up. It's, it's minimal, as minimal as a, as that can be. And I think it's only like four days off my feet and then I could start going again and, uh, I can't do this shit anymore. So if anybody has any, um, information on, on it, or I guess I'll, uh, I'll ask, I'll, I'll give you guys the name of the procedure. If you guys know it, I would appreciate it. Um, it's a disc. What is it? But if any of you guys have had this, or you know what it's called? Uh, you've had it on the herniation. Uh, let me know and let me know what your recovery was, and let me know what your your um, your um you know what your I guess what the prognosis was, how long it took you, and everything like that. Uh, micro, yeah, micro dissect, uh, micro disectomy. That's what it is. It's a micro disectomy, and they go in with this thing, like I said, they take it out, and then I should be done, um, it's minimal, invasive, and, uh, this was the best I had felt in 23 years, somebody said, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna definitely try to do it, and, uh, if you guys are telling me, no, no, don't do it, but I've waited 20, 20, almost 21 years, and it's been a big problem for me, Um, don't know why I told you guys that. There was nothing funny about it. It had nothing to do with this podcast. I just figured I would blurt it out. Again, my show. Let's get into sports, everybody. Got a couple more minutes here. Um, the New York Knickerbockers look as good as they have since the 90s. I can't believe I'm saying that. They're above 500. They won again. Uh, I was at the, I didn't go to the game. They lost to Cleveland. That was a, that one hurt, but still just awesome. Um, and we'll see what happens with that. Interesting news out of Yankee camp. The New York Yankees, Hal Steinbrenner, came out and said, even even if the Yankees won the World Series, you guys know they went to game seven of the ALCS, one game away from the World Series. Hal Steinbrenner says, even if the Yankees won the World Series, Girardi was fired. That is unprecedented. Unprecedented. Think about that. You're going to be down 0-2 in a five-game series to the Cleveland Indians. Come back and win. Then you're going to come back. You're going to beat. You're going to be down 2-0 to Houston. Take them to game seven. Win game seven. Then go to the World Series against the, the Dodgers. And then you're going to beat the Dodgers in the World Series with this young Yankee team. And you're going to call Joe Girardi in the office and fire him still? I find that hard to believe. Maybe he's just saying that. But that does go to show you it doesn't matter about winning. It matters about if the uh, upper, the, the brass, the, the, you know, the owner, the GM, it matters if the people with the money and the people who make the decision and the owners, it matters if they like you. Matters if the players like you. And apparently um, there were issues with uh, Cashman and Girardi. So when you see somebody fired and you're like, I don't get it. Don't call a radio station, bitch. The guy had a great record. Why is he fired? It's not always about that. It's about if they like you. It's about if they want you around. It's about if something happened in-house that you'll never know. That's what it's about. Joe Girardi was a dead man walking probably this whole season. They probably knew this whole season. Now, they might have said, hey, if he wins the World Series, we'll cross that bridge. But we're so young, that's probably not going to happen. And the fact that they came close made it be like, wow, but he was on his way out anyway. That's, that's crazy. Um, and my fantasy football team, me and my son have a four-game winning streak. And we're about to climb into this playoff race, which is awesome. Uh, I highly suggest you do it with your kids. Saw a movie on my birthday, everybody. My wife and I, like I said, we went to the game. Perfect day for me. Uh, A game, sushi. Took the kids, got a babysitter at night. Babysitter came over around 8-something. Went to a 9-something movie, and we saw murder on the Orient Express. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It is about a murder that happens on the train. I believe in the 1930s uh and there are a bunch of actors on there Johnny Depp, William Defoe, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, just some names you've seen, some names you haven't, all good acting, all good. Um there's a murder and there is a detective on the train trying to solve it and it was awesome. We loved it. My wife loved it. I loved it. Um highly recommend it. Great date night movie. It's uh it was funny. Bobby Kelly and I were joking. You went from like going into a movie on a date trying to like make out with a girl. You know, if you're lucky you get to, you know, second or third base in the theater. And that's all you care about. Then you get older, and married, or you're trying to solve a murder mystery from the 30s. <laughs> that's where it happens. That's what happens everybody. When you get into your 30s and 40s, you start when you get into your mid 30s, you're just like, yeah, let's go. You know, it just everything starts to get calmer and it's nice. My cat's killing me back there. Um, so Murder on the Orient Express, I would say definitely go see it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you guys, let's do some plugs. This weekend, starting tonight, tomorrow and Saturday, uh my 10-year wedding anniversary is here, but I'll be close to home and uh taking my wife out, but um this Thursday, Friday and Saturday, I will be in Chicopee, Massachusetts at one of my favorite little rooms in the country. Uh, Cabot Comedy Club, it's in Chicopee, Massachusetts, it's right outside Springfield, where's Springfield you say, Springfield, Massachusetts is off of 84, or 91, one of those, it's right by the, it's by the, bas- the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame is in Springfield, Massachusetts, Chicopee is probably 15 minutes from there, uh, it's a great little venue, um, I love working out there, love doing material there, always have fun, I'll be going there with Joe Bartnick's going to be jumping on, shows, doing some sets, I'll be doing that this weekend, you can check that out. Also, on, um, November 25th, I will be with, uh, November 25th, I will be headlining the Fairfield Comedy Club in Fairfield, Connecticut, I'll be with Robbie Slovic and Alex Pavone, I will be headlining the Fairfield Comedy comedy club in Fairfield, Connecticut, Connecticut, come out to that, I heard great things about that room, December 1st, I'll be at Mercy College, with Sal Vacano from Impractical Jokers, we'll be doing a show, Uh, and what else, what else, what else do I have, what else is coming up? Um, December December dates are coming. I just got something else in December. Anyway, for other dates, I have a ton of shows in New York City coming up. Dangerfields I'll be there on the 22nd Rodney Dangerfields birthday celebration show. I will be doing uh, what else am I doing? What else am I doing? Um, I'll be at the stand. I'll be at uh, New York Comedy Club on the 28th of November. So a, a bunch of dates. you could go to Paulversey.com you could check that out. I will find out about my trailer if I could play it, the audio for you next time. Um, guys, check out Chassis for Men. Go to chassisformen.com and get it on Amazon. It is the best powder you will ever put on your man pri- pa- parts. Uh, <laughs> parts. Uh, City Living Doll, all things comedy. Please check it out and uh, tell them the Verzi Effect sent you. You guys are awesome. This has been episode uh, TVE331. Until next time, I am out of here. Take care. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I hope you guys stayed. I heard from my manager, and she said I can play it for you. So here you go, everybody. I hope you guys can hear this. Now, I'm going to paint the picture for you. So this is a great way to end it, okay? And again, um, negotiations are being done right now. Things are out of my control where the special is going to be. Hopefully, we have uh, a bidding war or options with other people. Who knows? I don't know. It's out of my hands, but I can tell you this. People are going nuts for the trailer. They really like it. I gotta be honest, I kinda like it too. Um and and if you guys want it on a certain network, tweet at them. You know, you can tweet at them. I mean, things are being done, so I don't know what that's gonna do. But if you're excited about it and you wanna see it, but it's coming and this so let me paint a picture of the trailer. The beginning of this trailer is me. I'm gonna actually paint the picture because you're not gonna see it. You're gonna hear music. When you're hearing the music, okay? It's me tying my shoes in my dressing room and then it goes to people filing into the theater. Then it goes to me going into another dressing room where Bill Burr and Pete Davidson are and we're talking about my sneakers and Bill's busting my balls about sneakers real quick and you're going to hear all that. Then you're going to hear bits and me doing bits. In between the bits, which you're obviously not going to see, it'll say, oh, he's got some issues. It'll say "Um, he's on his home turf. This is Paul, let say, this is Paul Verzi. He's got some issues. You know, his home turf. This is the name, you know, uh, uh, in a new special. So all of that stuff like you would regularly see, but you're just gonna see, hear it. So there you go, all right? This is the official, the official trailer. My fucking cat is killing me right now. All right, here we go. This is the official trailer of my special, I'll say this, which will be released, hopefully, knock on wood, early 2018, but here is the trailer, Uh, I just explained what you're going to see, here it is, hope you enjoy it, hope you can hear it. Sneakers? Oh, you're meeting the son of God. Oh, dude, I gotta get my cashmere. Jordan 3's or Jordan 2's? <laughs> Having a good year? I lost 17 pounds. No, no, no. Don't clap, it's depression. When I go on a diet, I go hard though. Water, fish, salad. But then the first sign of improvement. First sign, i just like, I think I did it. I think... <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Donald Trump died and went to heaven he tweet about it. he complain about it. Look, like it's totally overrated up here, okay? Jesus never arounds bad leadership, folks. So I've decided to run for Jesus. I'm going to run for Jesus. Nobody will be more Jesus than me. I find therapy hilarious. When you go to a therapist, they're always looking at the clock, right? Because they have three other crazy assholes in the waiting room, and it's 4 o'clock, and they want to get out. You can say anything to them. you would be like, yeah, I was up all night hysterical crying with a revolver cocked back in my mouth. And they'll be like... All right, we're going to pick up on that next week. <laughs> Women are just deeper. Watch the crime shows. You ever see a woman kill the husband? One woman stabbed her husband 193 times. That's real. <laughs> Men don't kill like that. Men, it's like she went vanished. Because the guy's always like, honey, look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled to be home. Italians always throw an insult at the end that has nothing to do with what they were originally mad at. They just want to hurt you. You know, they're like, no, I told you to clean the soda machine. The tube's got to get clean, otherwise people get sick. His mother's fat. There you go, everybody. That is the official trailer for my, uh, my, my first debut comedy special. Paul Verzi, I'll Say This. I'll Say This is the name of the special. And, uh... I hope it sounded good. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, if you guys want that on Comedy Central, Showtime, HBO, Netflix, tweet at them. Let them know. Um, Like I said, things are already probably being negotiated, but everybody's going to be looking at it. So you still got time. Um, I appreciate it. And thank you. And I, uh, I will talk to you guys next time.